Welcome to Podcast Insider. My name is Mackenzie Bennett and co-hosting with me is Mike Dell from the Blueberry Team. Welcome. Hey, how's it going today? I'm good. I'm rushing, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's always a, a recipe for bad things sometimes. So. Uh, well, I got food on myself, so yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, today we're uh, recording yet again with Mackenzie. Todd is uh, on his way to a uh, reunion of sorts. so uh, He's ha- going to have fun. Yeah, he'll have a good time there, I'm sure. I mm-hmm. think it's Reno, not Vegas. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, he's probably flying right now. And uh, let's see, it's rainy up here, in case anybody cares. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, let's get on with the uh, news. The first one is Glenn the Geek. He has his horse radio network and it has been acquired. Yeah, the equine network. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Glenn uh, has been at this for what, 15 years, 14 years or something like that. I forget, but you know, he has over 3,000 episodes of his main show, Horses in the Morning. And uh, he just celebrated that recently. But I, I think Glenn's ready to pass off some of the administrative stuff and ad sales on to somewhere else. And uh, it didn't mention any money in the uh, press release, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure he did okay. And uh, he's got a full-time job with them as the director of podcasting. And it says on here, it will result in over 30 podcasts with several more launched over the next year. So this is definitely not a slowdown. This is just a pivot. Right, right, right. But, you know, he does. then he doesn't have to deal with all the advertising stuff and uh, or whatever. Maybe that's going to be his job over there. But uh, he's got a team behind him now. So that'll be uh, quite cool. And Horses in the Morning is, is going on with the uh, two co-hosts that have been doing it forever. So, so good for them. Yeah, good for them, and uh, hopefully it's uh, lucrative for both parties. Best of both worlds can happen sometimes. Yep, and speaking of acquisitions and things of that nature, Odyssey is its a group of companies, but uh, they have, what is it, Cadence 13 is one of their, yes. uh, and Pineapple Street's another one, and yeah, it, it's a it's a culmination of a lot of things. Odyssey started out as Entercom, but right. then they bought a big portion of Cadence Thirteen, and then they bought you know Pineapple Street Media, like you said. So there's there's a lot going on here. Yep, the rumor has it that they're looking to sell Cadence Thirteen, and they want to get around a hundred million for it. Uh, they paid roughly 50 million altogether for it so that'd be a handy profit for them but uh, ru- rumor has it that uh, they want to uh, downsize some of their properties and uh, and refocus on other parts and so uh, if you're uh, in the market and have a hundred million dollars kicking around well you can buy a studio why not <laughs> yeah my studio is a lot cheaper yeah I'll do it for half that uh-huh. <laughs> And nothing less. That's right. That's right. Tom Webster, who used to be with Edison Research, now uh, a partner over at Sounds Profitable, Mm -hmm. has part two of his article out. The first one was called After These Messages, talking about ad delivery or ad, you know, how how ads are put in podcasts. and Right. Like host read or live read or, you know. Programmatic. Inserted, programmatic. Yeah, there's a host of different ways. (laughs) 
Yeah, but uh, on this one, it's called We'll Be Right Back. He uh, is wanting to rethink promo codes. And, you know, we use promo codes for our affiliate program. And, uh, you know, lots and lots of podcasters use promo codes for this and that. And the funny thing is they did a, a little bit of a study and they asked people that listen to Jordan Harbinger, mm-hmm. you know, do you remember any of the promo codes? And to a T, almost everybody said, uh-uh. So the thing is, is they Strong remembered thoughts who, on that. Yeah, they, they remembered who the advertiser was and, and, and all that, but they didn't really remember the promo codes. And so... I'm not going to lie. I don't a lot of the time either. I do. If I'm really interested in the product, I'll write it down mm-hmm. or I'll go back afterwards and hope they put it in the show notes or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. You know, I, I don't use promo codes unless, uh, like I said, unless I'm really interested in the product. You know, if, if I'm not interested, I just sort of tune out for the ad. So Absolutely correct. And really a big part of it, too, I think is a lot of times people choose bad codes. True. Like it's it's not necessarily, you know, up, fully up to them of what the code is. But I'm like, it literally needs to be just like your show title or otherwise I'm not going to remember it. Right. You know, and Tom suggests in here that uh, it might be a good idea for advertisers to set up a landing page instead of a promo code. Yeah. So in the case of Todd, you know, he has GoDaddy as a sponsor. Well, if GoDaddy had a page, godaddy.com slash geeknewcentral, mm-hmm. okay, I would remember that more than I would remember, you know, these obscure promo codes that uh, that they have for different offers. And, you know, Todd, of course, has got a page on his site that has all those promo codes on it. And that page yeah. ranks pretty well in Google. So he does okay with the promo codes only because he does that extra step of making a landing page for himself. But I, I think the advertisers would do well to have a, a landing page for their uh, podcasts that they advertise in. That's probably the easier way to go. I, th- I think that would be beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, but we- at the end of the day, what I really, truly want is links on the show notes. Like is a link in the app of where I am listening to this episode that mm-hmm. will take me exactly where I want to go. Yeah. And that's always a good idea as well. So, uh, so anyway, it's, it's worth a read. Both, both articles were really good. So uh, go check that out over at soundsprofitable.com in their article section there. Yeah. But we'll, of course, we'll have a, a link in our show notes. Of course. <laughs> so here's, here's a good one for you to read. Oy vey, yes. <laughs> Women on the Rise at Spotify. Alex Cooper, who does the show Call Her Daddy, has topped Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe's not even in the top three the last uh, two or three times I've seen the rankings. Interesting. Alex. I wonder, I'm just curious, like how it's like the timeline here. Why now? Yeah, who knows? You know, things change over time and, you know, and, you know, could be that Rogan's just just has a run of of boring interviews or something. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't pay any attention. It to, really can be that simple. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at who he's interviewing to see whether I want to listen to it or not, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty rare lately that I do because I don't like listening in Spotify to podcasts. Well, yeah, I also don't do that. So, uh, you know, but, you know, I I will make an exception. You know what? Good riddance. Sometimes things need to uh, shake up and change a little bit. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm sure Joe's not hurting any. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, right. I would say he's not. Okay, this next one I, I found kind of interesting, only because I really don't know any of the people on the list. <laughs> it's the, Ooh, okay then. It's the forty-ish most popular people in podcasting. Well, it says most powerful, but popular powerful, and powerful yeah. usually are the same. That's what I meant to say. Powerful. Yeah. That's what the title of it is. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a couple in there that I know of, mm-hmm. but I don't personally know anybody. And usually these lists, I at least know somebody that I can give congratulations to. But <laughs> I, I would say I know almost every every name in here, some, some against my will, but that's just what happens. Yeah. This is... Almost every single one of those people are the content creators themselves. Yeah. You know, like they I said, the there's host. a lot of famous people in here, you know. Uh, it starts out with three actors, so yeah. Yeah, yeah Will Arnett, <laughs> Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Yes. And uh, let's see, M- Michael Barbaro. I actually, I think, met him. He was the, or is the host of The Daily, mm-hmm. or one of the hosts of The Daily. So yeah. I think I might have met him in passing at some place, but really, I, you know, I just, I've never really met anybody in this list and that's cool. I mean, I'm not the, the center of the universe of podcasting, obviously, but I've been around a while. Yes. <laughs> so, and Alex, that, Alex That made is the a list distinction too. on this, <laughs> is that some of these people have not been around for quote unquote a long time in podcasting. Some right. of them have only been around for a couple of years. But anyway, it's quite the list. Check it out. Uh, interesting article just the same even though i don't personally know anybody <laughs> <laughs> but they give you uh there's like some fun questions that they have for each person asking like some of them are what's your favorite guest um what's your pet peeve like who would you love to have on like that type of stuff so i uh, i'd recommend checking it out continuing on with the women's podcast award winners were announced so Yeah, last week was the International Women's Podcast Awards, and so they have the list of um, winners here, Mm -hmm. but we were happy to be a sponsor and be involved a little bit. Love to see this kind of shout out and definitely some cool shows in here that I will probably check out myself. Yeah, I've already subscribed to a couple of them. (laughs) Just just because, you know, hey, they sound interesting. Yeah. And then speaking of awards, uh, Todd's uh, People's Choice Podcast Awards ceremony went off uh, last Friday. And uh, there's the whole list of winners there. And there was some uh, interesting surprises. Best listening platform I thought was interesting. That's cool. (laughs) I did not know that was... That's a new category. category. Yeah. So Apple Podcasts, of course, won. But uh, second place was Blueberry Podcast Director. I wonder if that skewed any. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. That was pretty interesting. and uh, I'm fairly certain Justin Elsie from She Podcast got a shout out. Yes. Or won their category or whatever it was. Yeah, they won so some cool. sort of category, but I can't find it in the list here. I feel like it had to do with influential or powerful. Yeah, influencers or, or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, they've done an extraordinary job the past right. couple of years. But and the uh, overall winner, the Adam Curry People's Choice Award, was Baby Mama's No Drama podcast. So <laughs> I've never heard of that show, I've but it is a delightful you. title. <laughs> yes. Go check it out. The, the winners and links to their shows are over at podcastawards.com. And the last 
last one here I just found interesting because it's comical and a little creepy. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a lot creepy in my opinion. Yeah, I listened to about the first five minutes of it, and it, it sounds almost realistic, but it was uh, it's an AI that took samples of Joe Rogan and samples of Steve Jobs and produced a 19-minute interview of Steve Jobs on the Joe Rogan show. This is like the source of my nightmares. Like this is an actual <laughs> nightmare I would have because I don't care for robots yeah. and I don't want to hear this interview. <laughs> right. But it doesn't sound completely fake. It, it's No, that's why I'm terrified of it. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, the, the editing tools are getting such and AI is getting such that, uh, you know, you could be on the phone with somebody that's not really that somebody yeah. or and like all the deep fake videos that they yeah. do like especially the tom cruise ones i'm like eh, I'm, yeah I'm, oh yeah they did that to nancy pelosi too and made her sound oh, drunk yeah. and, and you know i don't know yeah if, i don't know if she's a drinker or not you know it's like you just can't believe what you see or hear unless you're there's in the a, same room <laughs> there's a fine line of technology and we are way past Way past it with this type of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a little creepy. Hey, here's the best practice. I, I like this one. You came up with it, but uh, <laughs> I, I've preached this one before because I listen to a few interview type podcasts. But when you do interviews, let your guests talk. <laughs> Give them free reign to say what they want to say. You have picked them as your guest for a reason. Let people hear them speak. Yeah, there's some. There's a couple of interview shows that I've sampled, mm -hmm. and basically it's the interviewer telling all their stories, and the guest really, you know, sitting there going, "Uh huh, yep, yep, uh huh." <laughs> it's, it's like really just shut up. <laughs> it, you don't need to add a yes man to your podcast to have it be like a guest show. That's not actually a guest. That's just someone complimenting you as you speak. Yeah. And that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, I, I try to do that sometimes. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to do because, you you know, they tell a story or, you know, answer a question, whatnot. And, and that brings up something, oh, you want to talk about. But mm -hmm. you own the podcast, so you talk about that when you're not interviewing somebody. I think it comes with practice. Yeah. It, it takes a little bit. The last few that I've done, I've been, I think, pretty good about it. So, <laughs> You also need to distinguish a little bit of, is this going to be a conversation or is this going to be more of like the traditional professional interview of, yeah. I do more you know, back and forth like that? I do more conversational style. That's what I try to do. But, I, you know, I try not to take over the whole conversation because... You know, we're kind of letting it flow however the guest wants to go. Right. And the other thing that interviewers do is they ask a question and then they don't listen to the answer. Mm -hmm. Listen to the answer. And then if you have follow-up, ask a follow-up question based on the answer. Don't just go down your list of questions. That just sounds so fake. The boring list of, like, it, the list of questions could be really interesting, but if you're just... If you're not listening to the answers and adjusting the questions, that's when it gets boring. All right. Well, I'm going to have a, a bonus best practice here. Okay. If you're a guest on a show, never answer the question with, 
That's a good question. You just want to immediately go into the edit room and take that out <laughs> and get to the actual answer. Yeah. I mean, if you need time to think up the answer, just take the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I don't know, you hear that every question. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. Pet peeve. I understand. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to some blueberry news. Podping stuff. I'm going to let you take the reins on that one. All right. Well, Podping, of course, you know, most podcast listeners and uh, and even podcasters will kind of glaze over a little bit when we talk about it. But Podping is now supported in Blueberry PowerPress and Blueberry Publisher feeds. The upshot of that is it just makes your episodes show up quicker in apps that use Podping, and there's quite a list of them that do. One cool thing, I put a link to it in here, is podping.watch. So you can watch in real time as shows are updated in Podping. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting. I feel like people might actually understand what's happening more if they realize, like, oh, there are things going on behind the scenes that are updating this. It's, I mean, it's right. it's internet magic, that's for sure. But right. it's peeling power- the onion a little bit. Yeah, I just saw a PowerPress one come up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool to see, you know, I've never seen my own come up. So when I publish this episode today, I, I, I'm going to run right over here and watch. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be on the lookout. <laughs> I mean, fast is good. That yeah. is That is something that podcasters always always want and expect nowadays so yeah you know like like we get a lot of support calls and questions about you know i put my podcast out 10 minutes ago and it's not on apple podcasts yet well apple Podcasts updates at its own speed you know i always say that that this is a pull technology Mm -hmm. well with podping it kind of makes it a push which is more like what people think happens so as this gets adopted across more and more apps It'll just be the norm that things will just update right away, mm-hmm. which is great. And that's why we implemented it. And we hope other companies and apps and developers and whatnot will implement it as well. It's a, it's a pretty cool standard. Yeah, I love it. I mean, no podcast has to be an island. It can be and do everything solely by itself. If you don't want to be in apps and directories and fun stuff like that, that's totally an option. Mm-hmm. But if you do, you're just kind of missing out on some fun technology and advancements and things that are happening in the community. Yep, for sure. So what's going on in the blog this week? Oh, we got a good one from Tara O'Brien. It's got a fun name. A peek into what piques your audience interest. (laughs) Basically saying, what does your audience want? (laughs) True. Yeah. Who is your audience? Give them what they want. And then you got to hook them with what you're giving them. And then finally taking a look into what your future holds for your podcast. Tara, she's been writing for us for, I don't know, a bit over a year. Definitely over a year. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She went to Nashville with us uh, for Podcast Movement last year. Last year. That was fun. That was fun. You guys actually dragged me out onto the dance floor, Uh, (laughs) which is not normal. That just means we need to get another podcast party to get you out there. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. Well, Toby's up with a uh, pro tip. This one, interesting title, Alumni Matchmaking. Hi, it's Toby Goodman here. It's great when people talk about your podcast and your business in a positive light. Marketing is awareness. 
Now, you already know a podcast is a fantastic way to reach the masses. Your listeners are aware of you, but you aren't necessarily aware of who they are. If you have a lead magnet, something that captures a name on your website through a free offer, and by the way, you absolutely should have that, it's great, but you could hardly say you really know them. But there are some people you do know pretty well, your podcast guests. And one thing they all have in common is you. So remember, marketing is awareness. And I've come to realize a worthy marketing activity isn't an overt type of look over here, look at me one. It's in building on relationships you already have. And this is the crux of it. The new relationships you uniquely have the power to create. Your guests have invested time in you by being on your podcast. You can give them a return on time invested by making thoughtful introductions. In my book, Narrow Podcasting, I call it alumni matchmaking. So, question, if you took some time to make those connections, what could that mean for you, your podcast and your business? Do let me know. And if you'd like some more examples about how a podcast can help you connect to more people so they talk about you, get in touch over at blueberrypro.com. That was kind of hidden in the in the text there. <laughs> <laughs> but very good, Toby. Thanks for uh, doing that again this week. Thank We're you. just flying through the stuff today. I know. Yeah, so uh, I found this question on one of the Facebook forums, and uh, Mackenzie rewrote it so it actually could be read. <laughs> I tried. I did my best. So I'll give it a go. Okay, the question is, is it okay to have a scattered release schedule when I'm first starting my podcast until I get my footing? And they're talking about, you know, like for the first two months or so, can you release at different times? Do you have to do every week? Can you just put episodes out when they're ready? That type of thing. Right. And my answer was, yes, it can be okay. But is it the best way? Not really. <laughs> Probably you know, not. Yeah. Consistency is what allows people to build you into their regular schedule. And over time, it gets more important as more people discover your show and your schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, there's podcasts that I listen to that, uh, you know, come out every Friday. Or come out every Monday or come out every day first thing in the morning or whatever it is. And I build mm -hmm. that into my schedule of listening. And when one of them's not there, it's like, oh, what the hell happened? You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Well, it's because we're we're tuned into it for we we were all trained uh with TV and movies and stuff like that. I guess less so now with the younger generations because things just kind of come out on streaming and you yep. can basically binge but people crave routine yeah and you know the, th the thing about being consistent is it helps you build your audience now mm -hmm. if you don't really care about building your audience huge and you're just doing this for fun then sure have a random schedule all the time i i do that all the time with mine yeah. you know if i don't have anything to say i don't say anything you know i don't try to force myself to podcast with this show, of course, we have things every week that we need to talk about or want to talk about. And, yeah. you know, this one's consistent. But you guys know that, you know, usually on Friday morning, you'll have a new podcast to listen to or Thursday night, you know. Yep. 
and we're staying fairly consistent, unless we put up the wrong episode like we did last week. Uh, <laughs> but that's you know what? No big thing. deal. Yeah, yeah, we no fixed it. Deal. We fixed it. So if if last week sounded redundant, go back and download it again. Yeah, you you can have whatever release schedule you want. There's no rules, but if you really want to grow your audience, be consistent and start with some sort of a schedule. It doesn't have to be weekly. Weekly's good, but you could do every other week to start with or whatever. You can grow into it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I would not describe myself as a traditional podcast listener just because mm-hmm. I don't actually subscribe to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I know Mike, one of the things that like you're in the past couple of years that people have suggested as of the like when you're launching your show, come out with like three episodes or something. You're like, that's not important to do. But if it is a new show and there's only one episode for me to listen to, unless you're like blew it out of the water and like, I'm going to remember the name of the title, who you are, what you were talking about. Like, I'm not going to come back to it. I'm just going to forget about it and like move on because you only had that one episode. I have to be able to look and see a consistency in the type of content that you're going to be releasing. Oh, yeah. So like being able to see those, you know, handful of episodes and like what they're called, the length, like if you have guests, if you have a co-host, like that type of stuff and how often it's going to be coming out, that sets the tone of whether or not I like have an interest in coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said it, before, I, I don't subscribe to that mm-hmm. uh, way of doing a launch. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm probably in the minority <laughs> of people that think that. Because the thing is, is, okay, they maybe, won't, maybe they won't discover you when you first launch. They'll discover mm-hmm. you when you got 10 episodes. Yeah. Or you know, so that's essentially the same thing. It just sort of delays the, uh, the launch. But I really don't like... You know, the word launch, I think podcasts just start and people come along the way. And, you know, a lot of people go back and listen to episode one after they found you, even if it's five years later. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely go through like your your list of episodes if I find one that I like and, and we'll search for something else that catches my eye. But you can do scattered. Yep. We just probably would not recommend it. Yeah. You know, like I said, it all depends on your goals. And again, no rules in podcasting. So but maybe set a goal. Yeah, oh, definitely set some sort of <laughs> maybe goal. Spending time and money like this, maybe set a goal. Well, you got you got to figure out what your goal is. That's the yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> not everybody's goal is to grow their audience and make money. You know, some of them are just I, I want to talk into a microphone and play with cool gear. You yeah. Know? <laughs> then, yeah. You know, I I can relate. All right. So if you got a question you'd like us to answer on the show, drop an email to me, Mike at blueberry.com. We can take audio, uh, email, text, post it in the Facebook group, whatever, and uh, we'll use it on the show more than likely. You can also post a question on the Blueberry Podcasting Facebook group. So get active on that. Yes. But the best place for support for any Blueberry product or service is our ticket system, blueberry.com slash support. The tickets are much easier for our team to manage as opposed to direct emails and phone calls. All right, and I'm coming to you this week from Mike Dell's World Studio here in Traverse City, Michigan, which is rainy right now. 
And uh, Mackenzie's on her very cool microphone in an undisclosed location in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, it is kind of cold right now, but I'm about to head to warmer weather in an hour or so here. So. <laughs> very good. So anyway, we're produced by the Blueberry Pro production team. Go check them out at BlueberryPro.com. We're big fans. And you can listen or you can fill out our listener survey, surveys.blueberry.com slash podcast insider. This just give us, gives us some insight into who you are as a listener. Yep. And you can schedule a one-on-one with Todd, hosting customers only. He'll do a 30-minute consult with you for free. If you're a hosting customer, email todd at blueberry.com. And you can do the same with Mike for a tech checkup. This is also hosting customers only. His email is mike at blueberry.com. And then, of course, you can send us your podcast sticker and a self-addressed stamped envelope or just email Mackenzie and uh, she'll send you a blueberry care package. That I will. Our address will be in the show notes. Yeah. So, hey, we made it all the way through without the roadcaster glitching. I think I figured out the problem. It's okay. We just figured it out four (laughs) times last week what it was actually not supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, one take. I love it. Well done, us. All right. Well, I'm not sure who the host is next week. I'll be here and uh, we'll see who's with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, catch you next week. Thanks for listening.